Hello guys, this is podcast number 9 from Dr. Jason Lee. Today I'm going to be talking about GI symptoms. We all get them from time to time, I don't care who you are, but everyone will get a little bit of indigestion, diarrhea, blue stools, nausea, vomiting. No matter who you are in this world, you'll experience this at some point in time. I'm going to first talk about the red flags of GI symptoms. The reason I'm talking about this is that almost on a daily basis, I get bombarded with referrals for abdominal pain or cramps, NYD, or loose stools, NYD. Now, it's important to note that at the primary care level, um, when you speak to your family doctor or general practitioner, it's first best to rule out other more likely or far more likely causes of these symptoms than food allergies. Food allergies in general very rarely cause GI limited symptoms. So in under 15% of cases, you you will have only GI isolated symptoms. What I mean by that is very rarely and less than 15% of the time will an allergy manifest only as diarrhea or vomiting or nausea. It usually is in conjunction, if you have GI symptoms, with other systems. So dermatologic seems to be the most common, either hives or urticaria, angioedema. Most people will get some itchiness in their mouth. Um, So for it to bypass all of these symptoms in the mouth and in the upper GI tract you can think of, the mouth, the tongue, the back of the throat, for it to bypass all of this and cause symptoms many hours later is highly unlikely. Now, most food allergic reactions, say you are in the minority and are having only GI mani- uh, manifestations of symptoms, they will also occur within half an hour to an hour after ingestion. After an hour, it becomes much less probable. Not impossible, but not probable. Outside of four hours, it is most certainly not related to the food. In most cases, in a vast majority of cases, I should qualify that. Now, what you do want to pay attention to are red flags of GI symptoms. There are many of them, but if any of these happen to you, it is definitely worthwhile seeing a medical professional. So, the number one symptom that is an indicator that something is wrong is blood. And blood can occur in many ways. If it occurs in the lower GI tract, it might uh, be present as bright red blood per rectum, or basically bright red blood when you poop. Now, this can be from many causes, including uh, hemorrhoids or a tear in the anal tract, but it could be a sign of something else more sinister. So definitely worthwhile going to see someone about this. The other symptom that sometimes people get is loss of continence. So normally, even if you have bad diarrhea, usually you don't lose continence. So continence loss is uh, usually a a bad sign that something is awry. Now, some infectious forms of diarrhea, and infectious forms of diarrhea tend to be more what we call acute or uh, not long-lasting. These can be associated with loss of continence at times. But nocturnal loss of continence is a very serious sign or symptom, I should say. 
Uh, symptoms are, by the way, just in case you're wondering, are what uh, the patient describes, what you describe to the doctor. Signs are what the doctor finds when they examine you. So these symptoms are definitely warrant a GI consult, I would say, uh, rather uh, sooner rather than later. Other symptoms which you may not be aware of are black stools. So black tarry stools usually um, is an indication of some kind of bleeding around the stomach or in the stomach. This is what we refer to as Molina stools. Usually it has a characteristic odor to it, and usually it's associated with loose stools too because uh, blood is a natural cathartic. This may be associated with nausea or gnawing pain in your stomach. Uh, some people get bleeding in their stomach because of ulcers. And it's important to get this stuff checked out because one, you need to stop the bleeding. And two, you need to make sure that we can treat this and know the full extent of any ulcers or erosions or tears or whatever else may be going on. Very uh, seldomly, this can also lead to a perforation. So something actually going through the bowels and causing air to leak out of your uh, bowels into your abdominal space. So that's the space between your intestines, uh, outside the intestines and uh, inside of your um, abdominal wall. Now, those are definitely red flags. The other big red flag is weight loss. Say you're not intentionally losing weight. If you're losing a lot of weight uh, unintentionally, like you haven't changed your diet, you're not going out there running a marathon, um, and you're still losing weight, this is a clear signal to see a doctor. This is also a signal that you're not getting the nutrients that you require. Some people who report uh, profound fatigue also need to be checked out. And if you have any of these, what we call B symptoms, this is drenching night sweats. That's what night, uh, night sweats refers to, drenching night sweats, to the point where you have to replace your clothes and your sheets, uh, or your sheets. Uh, this is a, also a um, kind of a red flag or a sinister sign that you don't want to ignore. Now, once you've dealt with this, you also want to explore other symptoms or other problems that people can have that will mimic or cause GI symptoms. One of the cases that I picked up uh, 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 quite a few number, uh, times is ovarian cancer. Ovarian cancer is usually not picked up because it doesn't really cause a whole lot of symptoms. When it gets big enough though, it can start impairing the bowel movement and cause this alternating diarrhea and constipation. So, um, you know, this is something that can be usually picked up with a simple ultrasound or an uh, internal exam by an OBGYN. So do get yourself checked out for this um, if you experience some weird bloating, abdominal fullness sensation that goes on for a long time. Now, in almost all of these cases uh, where I've, you know, referred a patient and diagnosed uh, some kind of cancer or something, they were all seeing me because they thought they had a food allergy. Uh, this is unfortunately very common place because of all the alternative health prof professionals. I don't even want to call them professionals, but alternative health care people who have, for some reason, uh, stated that everything is related to food. While foods can cause GI symptoms and often do, this is not the be-all and end-all of this symptom. 
Uh, symptoms like diarrhea, loose stools, alternating constipation, diarrhea. Uh, this is not um, a food allergy in the majority of assessments that I do. In fact, I should think that food allergies uh, should be assessed as a last resort once you've ruled out some of the more common pathology. Um, and by common pathology, uh, you know, you want to rule out the common GI problems. Uh, for example, if you're over the age of 50, you want to check to see if you have, uh, if you need a colonoscopy uh, by your national guidelines. You want to see if there's uh, occult bleeding in your GI tract. Um, you also want to check for any other uh, large tumors uh, that may uh, result in some kind of bowel impaction or uh, dysmotility. Again, all of these things are very simple, non-invasive tests that can be used to detect this. An ultrasound usually picks up a lot, any gross uh, mass in the abdominal cavity. And if you're at the age where you need a scope, uh, go please do get your scope because it does save lives. Now, upper GI symptoms like nausea, vomiting, uh, those are also very common as well. Um, make sure to try the regular lifestyle modification, meaning don't uh, overeat too much. Uh, try not to eat just before going to bed. Uh, try avoiding excessive alcohol. Uh, alcohol is a poison. And it does cause gastritis of the abdominal tract, so you definitely do not want to um, have a problem uh, uh, in your GI tract because of drinking. Um, the other things you also want to check for are other um, kind of strange symptoms. There's a symptom called tenesmus, which means essentially dry heaving uh, out the uh, anus. Um, that's also sometimes indicative of inflammatory bowel diseases. These are conditions that cause inflammation in your bowels. Just be wary that, um, you know, if you start having any of the red flags that I mentioned. Um, I hope this helps, and remember, before you ask for that allergy referral, uh, do check to see if it's warranted, uh, because GI symptoms on their own, and is the only symptom of an allergy, is very uh, unusual, and if it is the case, then it should really occur uh, reproducibly and within that half an hour to an hour window. Now, the other thing that is very, very common, and a lot of people uh, seem to not be aware of is something called lactose intolerance. Lactose is a sugar. It's the milk sugar. It's found from cow's milk. Now, it's in everything from the liquid milk that you drink to cheese and uh, yogurt and other dairy products. Now, what people don't know, and I'm sorry to say the uh, dairy lobby tries to really hide the fact that most people, to some degree, have lactose intolerance. And by most, I mean most people in the world. The vast majority of people in adulthood to late teens, um, your body actually shuts down the production of lactase. And you can no longer process the sugar, lactose. What this results in is a diarrhea called osmotic diarrhea, where because there's more stuff inside your uh, poop, the water is drawn out from your body uh, into the colon. So essentially you have loose stools, increased flatulence. Uh, that's farting for people who don't know flatulence. Um, this is a very, very common condition. 90 to 95% of the world will get some degree of lactose intolerance. And I don't mean full lactose intolerance, at least some partial. 
this is a problem that tends to get worse as you get older. And even though it's very common, not many people in North America and Europe are aware of it. And the reason why is this is mainly a genetic condition. So Northwestern Europeans, uh, essentially, if you go uh, kind of uh, Italy as the midpoint, Northwest from there, most people retain lactose tolerance for life. In fact, they have a genetic mutation roughly around two to 4,000 years ago that allows them to produce and break down the sugar lactose with non-ending lactase activity. Everywhere else in the world, you start running into more and more lactose intolerance. In fact, by the time you hit Greece, um, you know a big percentage of the population will develop lactose intolerance to some degree. Again, I mentioned this is a genetic problem. This is not something you can overcome by drinking more milk or dairy products. People first notice this with liquid milk. So you first notice it with liquid milk. And then it, as it, the problem gets worse, you start noticing with yogurt and you start noticing with cheese. The theory on why this is the case is that the limited lactase enzyme that you have may have more time to process the solid and more fat-laden content dairy product. So um, fat generally traverses the GI tract a lot slower than liquid, um, and solid, of course, traverses slower. So the limited lactase enzyme that you may have, either from yourself or some uh, lactase-containing uh, uh, bacteria, it may have some chance to break this down. Now, the trick is that this will cause symptoms only if you have it. So unfortunately, the only quote-unquote cure or avoidance is actually avoidance. You can drink lactose-free milk or lactose-free products. Now, the dairy industry has caught on that people are realizing this, that this is a problem, and they've adopt, uh, adapted by offering lactose-free options, which is really good of them because I myself have lactose intolerance, but I love dairy products. So the other thing you want to keep in mind that because this is such a common problem, but it's unaware, a lot of people think that they have a dairy allergy. This does not mean that you have a dairy allergy. The testing for lactose intolerance, uh, there's many available, there's some new good ones, but the traditional one is a, is a breath test, which isn't always the most accurate because it only really picks up people who are almost completely lactose intolerant. Now, so if you have loose stools and uh, things like that, try to cut out all dairy from your diet if you're not uh, from Northwestern European descendant. Again, the awareness is not there because North America and uh, uh, most of Europe, uh, people are lactose tolerant for life. So it's not a really uh, aware phenomenon. In fact, when I travel in Europe, it's almost impossible to find lactose-free products. So I often have to take the enzyme pills uh, with me. Um, and these enzyme pills can be produced uh, or purchased at any pharmacy or um, Costco, which is my favorite place to shop for these pills. This will help you break down that enzyme or sorry, this is an enzyme that will help you break down that sugar so you can enjoy your dairy product without any of the symptoms. Thank you.